Hi, welcome to the podcast today. It is 12.51 on Wednesday, November 15th. Six weeks left in the end of the year or till uh, we hit the new year, which again, I'll keep saying this. We will officially get to the middle of the third decade of the 21st century. I tried to sneak that in. I don't know where you say uh, early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s, but we can all agree that uh, when we hit 24 or then 26 afterwards, we're in the we're in the mid 20s. Um, a guest who might sound like she's not having a good time, but. She really is. I promise you that. I double checked with her because we recorded yesterday and I trusted that she, I trusted her when she said we had a good time. Uh, we'll get to Snow Angels. Last night was absolutely unbelievable. Maybe the very best one ever. I am surprised. I, I decided to put this thought out there and I am surprised so many people agree with me because I see so many memes with people asking to get paid. Uh, what did I sign myself up for? And an artist who I've always asked to get more music from is giving us more music, but in a very, like him, eclectic way. Uh, first up, I was... So, quick update on some movies. Captain Marvel was uh, higher... Not higher, not further, but faster because it was only like 90 minutes. And it was good. I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, what was the other movie? I watched The Killer when if it wasn't it's a david fincher movie he's done like seven and bike club i believe dark psychological unsettling disturbing movies uh the killer was not really like any of them and if it wasn't uh michael fassbender and some other good actors if it wasn't michael fassbender basically internally monologuing and it was another actor i might have bailed because that movie was not as good as other fincher movies but a worthwhile watch and last night I finally was able to get uh, The Last Voyage of Demeter uh, that Dracula movie that came out over the summertime didn't make a lot of money wasn't a huge release has a Game of Thrones actor and someone else the guy that played Dr. Dre I think his name is Corey something um, played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton and, and a couple other familiar faces uh, and it is it's a Dracula movie in, in the fact that it is based on one chapter of the Bram Stoker story. One chapter where they're on the boat, the Demeter. And um, it was exactly as I expected. Um, you know how the story ends, right? Because Dracula makes his way to London. So I'm not spoiling anything there. Um, but how that all transpired was filled with dread and gore. Uh, so last night while I was watching that, I was like, oh, it was like nine something. I was like, oh, crap, the the foot, the, the UT game is on. And I finally flipped over to that and I saw that BG was up 28-17. And I kept checking my ESPN. I, I stuck with the movie, but I was checking the game repeatedly on uh, the ESPN app. And BG was up 28-17 for a long time. Uh, UT initially jumped out to a 7 nothing lead and then BG took over. It was at BG. This turned out to be an absolute thriller. Maybe the greatest game ever in this rivalry. I think they've played 80 sometimes, and it's actually quite close. And I thought 28-17, BG is going to start themselves a winning streak. 
uh, against UT because they won last year as well. And I didn't dig too deep into the research, but it seems like UT always gets out. They they they'll lose to Ohio State like they did last year. They'll lose to Notre Dame but play well a couple of years ago. And they always um, they look good middle and then deep into the season and then you're like ah oh, this is the Toledo team that's finally going to put it all together and maybe get a bigger bowl game um a, a, a season that we'll all remember and then they get tripped up they, they were getting whooped for a while by Northern Illinois they get upset BG tripped them up last year and it kind of like what kind of soured I think they still went to the Mac title game, but there's always something at the end of the season that tripped them up that for a while, a lot of people wondered if Jason Candle was going to continue to be the coach because he was not as successful, at least in some big games, compared to his predecessor, Matt Campbell, and there's a new athletic director, Um, but Jason Candle's still there, and still there after last night, probably still out of breath as that team is. Um, 28-17. UT scores, two-point conversion, 28-25. Um, BG trying to run the clock out, and then with about a minute and 45 seconds left, this happens. This is your ball game. Finn floats it, keeps Toledo alive. Jacquez Stewart turns on the gas. Touchdown, Toledo! Borderline miracle. Um, I am trying not to be hyperbolic. I don't like to overstate things or embellish things. Maybe the best battle of I-75 ever. And we obviously can't speak to ones that happened decades ago, but this was so exciting. That was a 60-yard touchdown, um, most of which was run because it was a short pass. And then Jacquez Stewart ran down the sideline, and nobody was within five yards of, of him uh, BG player or his own blockers for most of that run to the end zone. 32-31, there is a, uh, there is a graph, uh, some statistics, some data in basically almost any game that you can find on ESPN, and it tracks what percentage chance a team has of winning the game. And as the game wore on and BG continued to lead, I think BG somewhere in the middle of the third quarter, according to this, this statistic, they had like an 85% chance of, of winning the game. Um, they were also 10-point underdogs, but hey, it's a rivalry game. It's their home stadium, and UT wound up pulling off uh, an absolute miracle, 32-31 for an all-time game. They will very likely be ranked. Oh, they only led in the game for three minutes, 7 nothing, and then the last minute and 45 of the game. But hey, you only need to lead in a game for one second, the last one, when the clock hits zero. But what an absolute thriller. And if um, UT fans went down there, Heck of a game, thinking you're going to lose this thing to your rival on the road, and then you wind up winning. Absolutely devastating and disheartening for BG, who had won four in a row, and and that football program was playing as good as it has in quite some time with the new athletic director. Um, what an absolute thriller, a legendary battle of I-75. UT will likely be ranked in the top 25 uh, come Sunday or whenever that next poll comes out because they were in like the receiving votes top 30 category. So they'll be a top 25 team. Hopefully there is no letdown. I think they have one more regular season game than the Mac title game. Um, these are college kids. Uh, they are deeply emotional. They are not professionals. They are not in these facilities like professional athletes are. Seven o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the afternoon. They got a lot of things going on in their head. And that's why a lot of times after a big game like this, um, 
that team will fall flat next weekend. I hope that's not the case. I hope this is Jason Candle's crowning achievement of a season that includes winning um, next week, winning the MAC title in Detroit, and then winning uh, a bowl game that hopefully is a better game than they have been to in the past. So that was that. Um, I have seen so many of these memes, uh, or, or at least people's statements that if I am doing, if I am checking myself out at Target, Walmart, Kroger, wherever, then I expect to be compensated. It's tongue in cheek. It's never going to happen. I, I get your 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 protesting. Um, as you probably know, like I love and live for self checkout. Uh, I'm fast at it. I've told you many times before about my mom. She was the queen. She was supermarket royalty. And from that, I have always been good at checking myself out, bagging, getting the heck out of there. Um, it, it's it's more convenient for me. It's faster. And that's where you can go, well, Eric, um, if you paid the store employees better and treated them better, um, they might be more engaged with their jobs as they might have once been and will check you out faster. Maybe, maybe not. Um, this is the war on self-checkout, as I've come to call it with these memes and whatnot. And I'll rewind the clock back. The livable wage is a uh, potent statement to throw out there. Affordable housing, livable wage. Um, when I was younger, uh, the economy was different. But still, I think supermarket jobs were like for that teenager getting his first job, somebody whose husband or significant other had another more lucrative job and they did this to just, you know, stay busy. Or for, for older folks who uh, might have been retired or close to retirement, just wanted to make some, some extra bucks. Um, I don't know if supermarket checkout person was ever supposed to be someone's vocation, their calling, their career. Um, and as the economy changed over time and inflation went up and salaries and wages not didn't necessarily, um, things changed. And that supermarket checkout person became less important because we could scan our own items and things like that. And employees that could be doing that were reassigned to other things. Like in, in this current era, people who could be checking you out are now taking your stuff out to your vehicle so that you don't have to come in at all. So you don't have to drag your kids all over the place. And again, while, uh, in the middle of that looking backwards, sure, it would have been nice to pay these people a little bit more to keep up with inflation, to treat them better. Uh, but but that ship has, has long, long sailed. And even if these people were deeply engaged with their job, I like the option of having the self-checkout because if there are a couple of people in line with good chunks of stuff in their carts, that's going to take some time. Although the one thing I never understood when I was younger was, how come there's 20 checkout lines, but only three of them are ever open? Um, but with the self-checkout, I can get in and out uh, as quickly as I would like. I don't mind doing that for myself. And I'm glad that uh, some of these people have been reassigned to go take goods out to people's cars so you don't have to drag kids around, unruly kids, so you don't have to whack your kid on the back of the head or scold them in public. Um, it's just a different thing now. And I would advise against anybody expecting a livable wage as supermarket checkout person. 
It's a livable wage if someone else in that household, a roommate, whoever, is is making money. That to me is like part-time hourly job. You do 25 hours a week if you're a supermarket checkout person. Unless now, if you're store executive, store manager, store leader, yeah, fifty-five, sixty-five thousand dollars, good benefits. Um, that makes sense. The checkout person. No. And if I'm wrong on any of this, how the, the back end of supermarkets work, feel free to uh, push back on my disgust for the war on self-checkouts. Um, my friend, Dom Glover, not long ago said, hey, would you do Mother Ginger for the Nutcracker? Which I'm familiar with. They get like local celebrities to do this. Um, I guess I got myself into something because the story was pushed out last night from 13 ABC of who the Mother, mother Gingers will be for the Toledo Met production at Lourdes on December 2nd uh, of The Nutcracker. I had some dance mom friends reach out to me and they were shocked but delighted to find out that I will be a part of that. The uh, matinee on December 2nd. I'm not going to ask Dom. Um, when my uh, friends ask me to do stuff, in most cases, especially when they're the my performing friends because I don't go to their plays or musicals or performances because it's just not my thing, but I will support the heck out of them. So in this case, if Dom says jump or dance or put this on, I say, absolutely. Um, I'm not going to ask any questions of Dom. Um, I will ask him what I need to know and what time I need to be there. And I will show up and, um, and, and have a good time. Uh, there's two artists that come to mind that I go, we didn't get enough music from them. Outcast. And Lauren Hill and the Fugees. I believe Lauren Hill is in concert at Little Caesars on the 21st. No new music, though, so far as I can tell. Um, Andre 3000 and I probably Big Boy, too, have been on different, um, have been featured artists on things over the years, but no full albums. Maybe not since that double album that gave us Hey Ya and The Way You Move. And then was it Stankonia? The album before that, that had the big hits, Miss Jackson, and then Bombs Over Baghdad. And then a little bit before that, I don't remember, Aquemini, A-Q-U-E-M-I-N-I. I think that had Rosa Parks and another couple of songs. Yeah, dig into the Outcast catalog. So we're getting new Andre 3000 music. Um, I, at least when it came to that double album all those years ago, um, I preferred the big boy stuff to the Andre 3000 stuff. Um, Andre is endlessly talented and eccentric and idiosyncratic and unique. And I, I love his style and I love the contrast between the two. Um, idiosyncratic, eccentric is definitely what this Andre 3000 release will be on Friday when we get it called New Blue Sun, an entirely instrumental album centered around woodwinds, a celebratory piece of work in the form of a living, breathing Oral organism. Oh boy. And for uh, anybody that asked, asked um, Andre, my dog, is not named for Andre 3000. It's an apostrophe D-R-E for the supermarket royalty, my mom, Natalie, and apostrophe D-R-E. And was like, Andre, how I spell it, was like the only boy name I could come up with when I was digging around for names. 
Uh, let's dig around and then do some shoveling out because my friend, the disability manager for the city of Toledo, Valerie Patika, is back to talk about snow angels. And if you are getting the business from your landlord, she might have some help as well. I would like to welcome back for the second time on, on the third visit. You don't get anything, but my friend Valerie Fatika is here. Disability manager for the city of Toledo. Did I get that right? That's right. Awesome. And you've been in that role. We'll reflect here at some point, but it's been about a year and a half or so. Right. Yep. Awesome. Uh, but you are here because last year, uh, no, maybe this is your third time here. It is your third time here because you did one on the phone. This is your second visit. Oh, that's true. I'll give you some some piece of paper to sign on the way out for okay, the third good. visit. Um, Snow Angels is coming back. Last year, it was the the pilot program. That was in case it didn't work out real well, but it was a, an overwhelming success, right? Yeah, I would consider it a success. You know, we said, well, we're going to cap it at so many applicants and, you know, we tried to keep expectations low because it was sort of rushed. So my goal was to at least match 50 residents with volunteers and we exceeded that. We had about 82 or something. So I was happy about this, but of course the word spread and more and more people know about it. So this is going to be a much bigger year. Yeah, let's let's hopefully uh, bigger as far as volunteerism. Not necessarily weather, but um, let's, uh, let's back it up. What is Snow Angels? How did this all come about last year? So Snow Angels is a program that it's not a new idea. It's something that has existed in other municipalities, but it basically pairs uh, volunteers with elderly or disabled folks who don't have the means to hire somebody to shovel their snow. Um, It's really a way to get people um, in and out of their homes and make sure the city is safe and accessible, including, you know, shoveling your sidewalks just to really help out our community, make it uh, more the most disability friendly community in the nation. And we're doing okay with that so far. I know it's been a slow go and there's a lot going on. Sure. Yeah, it's a slow go. There's a lot going on, but we're making progress. And yeah, uh, yeah the programs, uh, Snow Angels already launched this year and we got um, over 350 applicants so far and over 40 volunteers. So that's surpassed last year and uh, the deadline's December 1st. So we got time left. How how can you think there's so much more uh, interest in it this year? So last year, one of the problems was we didn't really get the word out uh, in time that kind of the media picked it up late and then to our uh, discredit, we didn't get it out to our community partners. So those folks who aren't on social media, who maybe not, don't watch the news, they weren't getting this information until later. So now I think our community partners, including the Ability Center, then the area office on aging have gotten this out, uh, not only um, with internet stuff, but also with print as well. So um, those people are getting the word out and um, they're able to apply. Just in the city of Toledo, Correct. Just in the city, um, you can apply by going to our website. Um, you can Google City of Toledo Snow Angels or, of course, call Engage Toledo at 936-2020 and they can fill out the application for you. Um, applications are still open, but we really need volunteers. Um, how have you gone about, besides, I don't know, visiting podcasts and whatnot to, to get more volunteers? Any communication with like TPS, ki- getting kids out there or anybody else? So we... Um, I had a pretty good volunteer base last year. Obviously, we reached out to them and we're, we're trying our connections with schools. We would love for, you know, fraternities and sororities, scouting groups, school groups. I'm happy to sign anything if you need service hours. So anything we can do to really help you, uh, support you in your volunteer efforts, um, 
feel free to contact me. What is the process like? Like, let's say uh, next Monday we get a we get a, a dump of snow. We get four to six inches of snow. How does Snow Angels activate? So Snow Angels are activated when we get at least two inches of snow. Then we'd like our volunteers to go out and uh, clear the snow within 24 hours. So uh, be patient. Some of our volunteers are doing multiple homes. Um, so yeah, that's that. Last year we only had two instances where it was triggered actually um, but some of our volunteers came out at other times as well when it got icy so over two inches snow angels activate and they'll get your driveway shoveled i was reading something yesterday ryan weekman from wtol did a, a a pretty exhaustive report of how um we're getting the same amount of snow that we have gotten in the past but it's happening less frequently like instead of two inches here or there multiple times per winter it's six to eight inches three times a winter like i think you're right the only time that we really got hammered last year was maybe the week before christmas right yeah that was a bad week and honestly i don't know what's better a few inches here and there or a couple dumps because it's it causes a lot of problems the dumps give me the dumps you know why because a little bit each day is like what we often have in February, like Martin Luther King Day through President's Day. We don't see the sun. And that is very depressing, knowing that it's going to snow every single day. Like everybody loves snow until Chris, until uh, January 1. Right. And then when Santa's not around anymore, it's not so pretty and it's more of a nuisance. I agree. I'm done after Christmas and hopefully we won't have to have any snow angels go out. But really, it's just insurance to make sure everybody can get in and out if we do see those snow events uh do you participate in the snow angels program or do you so really it's for folks who need have a financial need and are not Got able it. to pay people so i pay an exorbitant amount of money <laughs> for somebody to come out and shovel every time so yeah so there was another there was another thing there is there anybody that the city works with that, that maybe helps with like cost offset or anything like that um, There's a list on our website of other resources if you um, you know if you can afford to pay for shoveling. Uh, most landscaping companies will do it and stuff. But a lot of in, in fact, a lot of our volunteers um, do this kind of stuff also, and they're just picking up a few more cases to uh, help out the community. So we're really grateful for our volunteers. Is there any specific part of the city that you'd like to get more in touch with? Like where where were most of the applicants last year and then this year? So there, I haven't looked this year yet because the application are still rolling in. Um, last year, we did have some gaps in like the East Toledo area and then in the Point Place area. We had some volunteer gaps there. So if we have, sometimes we have volunteers that say, hey, I'll go anywhere within Toledo. So we try to hit those pockets of underrepresented areas. But really, that's our, li our only limitation is where and how many volunteers we have. So if we can match you, we'd love to. It's not just based on who needs it the most. It's basically where our uh, kind volunteers are located and where they're willing to help. Is there um, any, we talked about kids, maybe getting volunteer hours, college kids. Uh, what about any kind of adults you might want to target or suggest saying, hey, come help someone out? I mean, anybody uh, who is able to clear snow can do so. And we're, we're even if it's just, I don't really want to, you know, exert myself too much. I just, if there's somebody in the neighborhood who needs it, that's one option. You can do up to a half mile and do one house. And that's per perfectly uh, fine. And we really appreciate that. Just helping out your neighbor in need is something that uh, we'll take any day. 
Uh, disability manager, put your legal hat on. What are some of the rules that you might be familiar with when it comes to clearing snow or just maybe even being a good neighbor for someone who is away or whatnot? Sure. So the the city actually has an ordinance that you have to clear the snow on uh, your sidewalk. I think it's within 24 hours. So yes, it's a requirement and um, hopefully we don't have to send code compliance out on people this year or anything. But um, yeah, you have a legal requirement to clear but really it's safety as well think about your mailman and every kids who are walking to school and stuff they really need those walks clear and safe just for pedestrian passage um so get out there do some shoveling do my, my dad's strategy was always go out if, the, if we're getting a big storm go out every couple of hours do two inches rather than like eight to ten at one time right and i used to do that when i lived in the apartment to shovel my own walk because it, if you wait too long it packs down and gets yeah. icy and you just can't clear it all right let's move on to some fun stuff sled hockey season's coming up right i just saw something from the wall i the, their team is getting together let's talk about it's adaptive sports toledo yeah, adaptive sports ohio is the program that runs it but the this year the Toledo Walleye sled hockey team has enough adults to play in our league as the Toledo Walleye which is exciting and we have a new team so a few members of our haven't played sled hockey really before so it's really exciting to watch them fall in love with the game and really develop every time they get out on the ice what's uh, lined up for your participation and your season are you uh, are you in shape when you're ready to hit the ice so, uh, yeah, I mean, every year I'm a little rusty when I start and I need to get back into conditioning. I should be, you know, doing weights and working out a little bit more, but uh, doing pretty well. And the the juniors that are aging out and going on to adults are really keeping me on my toes and uh, keeping me working out there at practice. When is uh, that one game that I got to attend, like last February? That's against the Walleye players, I think. Right. I'm not in charge of the program, so I don't know, but we're hoping to be able to uh, play the Walleye again in our charity game it's always a great time the guys have a lot of fun and we have a lot of fun getting to showcase the way we play um yeah it was quite a spectacle to see last year you are you are ferocious on the ice you know i think it's i didn't get to play sports when i was younger so just you know hit that middle age and go for force but um yeah it's a sled hockey is as hard hitting as stand-up hockey and um we're just really looking forward to getting out on the ice and playing what are some other adaptive sports that people can take advantage of and i know uh, the metro parks is, is is constantly adding things to be accessible as possible well you just said you didn't play sports as a kid maybe for the obvious reasons but now things are, are different and we're trying to be as Inclusive and possible. What other opportunities are out there? Right. So the Metro Parks, if you go on their website, they do have like a, a list or a handbook of all their accessible options for recreation. Um, also, we have the Glass City Backspinners. Uh, we play tennis in Toledo, wheelchair tennis, every Friday, 530 at Two's Athletic Club. That's been going for a few years now, and anyone is welcome to join us, even if you've never played tennis in your life. Um, there's tons of different adaptive sports out there now. We would love to bring more to the Toledo area. I've tried out uh, basketball, lacrosse. Um, there's just tons of stuff out there, and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, moving on, disability manager. This was a new role within the city that popped up, I think, some late spring of 2022. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah. So I started June of 2022. They made the announcement a while ago. It changed hands, and then this is what it became. So, yeah. Um, 
what have been some of your accomplishments so far in that uh, 16 or 18 months, we'll call it? Sure. So just really getting the, the city to think about things differently. We did some baseline training about disability awareness, kind of getting our, uh, we have tons of departments in the city. They do multiple different things. We want them to really think about accessibility and inclusivity when they're doing their services and programs. Um, we are um, did a lot of outreach with opportunities for Ohioans with disabilities to try to get uh, applicants with disabilities to apply for the city of Toledo and increase, be a really be a model employer for people with disabilities. So that's been a good success. Of course, last year we had our uh, inaugural Disabled and Proud Fest, which was a citywide event, just really celebrating disability. And uh, I'm really happy that the Snow Angels program is growing this year. Good. What else do you have uh, maybe coming down the pipeline that, that you have for us? what to grow in the future? I mean, there's always the employment growth that I'd like to see our internship program um, uh, really focusing on that. And, you know, obviously our sidewalks and our routes are a big thing, um, making our buildings more accessible. All that is slow progress, uh, but it will be coming um, and really just looking for those opportunities to support our residents with disabilities. Hopefully for the next disabled and proud. And there will be a next disabled and proud, right? We're, 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 planning on it yes okay maybe we'll do it in a gymnasium this time so we the the heavens don't open up the rain was pretty bad uh yeah but i, I really like the idea of it being outside so we yeah. get that visibility we get the walks walker buys and things like that um you mentioned the the ability center i i hope people know plenty about them they're um a great hub for all things disability in the area they've embraced me over the years which is always a big ask there's the site center i know they just had their their hundredth anniversary um, what are some other um, places like that in our community that those with a disability or that they know someone with a disability that they, they might want to reach out to and get in touch with? So there's a, the other big one is Deaf Services Center. They do a lot in this community as well. Um, there's uh, a few different autism organizations. Of course, the Lucas County Board of Developmental Disabilities is, is huge in this area and really just trying to get everybody, you know, I'm the middleman. I don't work for any of these. So really just looking for opportunities to collaborate and share resources and share opportunities uh, with our residents and um, just learn from our, our, the, the wonderful things our organizations have to offer with this shared goal of making Toledo the most disability-friendly community in the nation. What kind of calls come your way? as uh, as your loyal civic service with the fat city salary right yeah so I get a variety of calls um, a lot of them it's it's not a city service but I'm happy to refer out to resources sometimes it's accessibility problems with uh, private businesses or things like that um, occasionally we get problems with uh, requests for accommodations with city services maybe a large print bill or something like that um, just kind of a variety of disability questions I'm never going to say well don't call me that's we don't we don't do have anything to do with that if you have a question feel free to give us a call and i'd be if i don't know the answer and if it's not something the city controls i'm happy to uh, refer you to some resources election day was in, in the rear, rear rear view but not that long ago i know i uh chatted with somebody from uh secretary of state's office with the ability center about um election voting accessibility what what was your perspective on that from a, a little over a week or so ago did you hear anything about about that when it came to people trying to vote. 
So I didn't pers- didn't hear anything, and sorry to miss that podcast of yours. Totally fine. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I did notice, you know, and I've worked the polls before, and they they always change things a little bit. So they did change something where, okay, you put in your ballot on the machine, and then you go over to a different machine, and it sucks it in. So when I went there, that that machine that sucks it in, I'll call it, was uh, it, pretty high on the table, so I Got couldn't it. reach it. So kind of those little things to look out for. Of course, I know um, our, our we allow drive-up voting, so you can drive up, have someone help you vote that way. I That's didn't know a nice, that. It's a nice accessibility o- option that a lot of people don't know about, um, but that's something that we offer um, and, and is really hope people will take advantage of good to know all right uh let's wrap up with uh with tenant tuesday uh what is that because i know a lot of people are having all kinds of challenges when it comes to renting getting in touch with the landlord and this is a great service at least for information right sure and there's a huge need obviously we have a lot of renters in the community Uh, we recently had our first tenant tuesday where uh, we had lawyers from uh, legal aid and able the um, toledo bar association i helped out and uh, fair housing as well just to kind of give some brief legal advice to tenants about their rights and responsibilities, what to do, things like that. So really um, educating um, both um, tenants and landlords. We have a great landlord tenant manager, manager now within the city. Uh, it's really going to improve uh, the lives of our residents and uh, really make things a lot easier. Rental Renting is hard. And depending on your landlord, there could be a, a, a myriad of problems that you might have. So being able to individually address those uh, has been helpful for our residents. It's part of, of the housing crisis where people have not been able to afford a home because the their budget wasn't what expected it to be as mortgage rates shot up. They're stuck in an apartment where the rent continually goes up almost to like an unbelievable fashion. Mm-hmm. Can't get in touch with the landlord because they're states and states away. These are probably very familiar problems. What are some other things that renters might be running into that they don't even know that they could speak up about? Right. And and I did work at Legal Aid for, for several years um, and dealt with a lot of landlord-tenant issues in my private practice as well. Just really the most... One of the more, most important things is your lease is what controls. So make sure you have a written copy of your lease. Make sure you read it carefully to know what your rights and responsibilities are. Um, I always like to advise tenants to take photos of the property before you move in and then when you leave so that there's no dispute about damages or things like that. Any communication you have with your landlord, put it in writing so that there's no he said, she said. If you need to enforce your rights, you can do so. Also, if there are, you know, repairs that the landlord should be making, is not making, there's a rent escrow process through Toledo Municipal Court that you may want to take advantage of. Don't just stop paying your rent because then you're, you're going to get evicted. But um, there's some options and it's really helpful to either come to these clinics or, or, or contact, consult an attorney to get some advice on what you can do. Well, can you explain what, what the escrow is and why I would put money into that? So instead, so this is where, you know, you, you let your landlord know in writing, hey, this needs to be fixed. Of course, there's, you know, restrictions on what it is. And um, and they don't fix it within 30 days or whatever. Uh, so you apply to the court to, instead of your rent going to the landlord, it goes to the court. It's put in escrow. So that until 
that is resolved, the landlord's not getting their money. And mm-hmm. that's what landlords want. They want right. to get their money, obviously. These are investment properties. Um, so really, it's a way to uh, enforce your rights, make sure everybody's doing what they need to do. How hard is that legal process? That might scare some people off who might be very low income and they hear lawyer and that might not be attainable for them. So there, I believe they're, the municipal court is pretty good about um, helping you out with the forms and stuff with that. Uh, there are legal aid attorneys stationed at municipal court. So um, Toledo has this right to counsel thing where we provide a lot of funding for um, housing attorneys. So uh, just there's a lot of options out there to get legal advice, but I think municipal court has made it pretty easy to do it on your own. You said there's a tenant landlord manager now at the city. Who's that? Right. Kalina Ali. She is great. She's wonderful. She's really uh, encouraging and really community focused on getting, uh, again, supporting both landlords and tenants to make the relationship better and to really make housing uh, more affordable, accessible, uh, and stable for people in this community. Excellent. One last time, uh, how can people get in touch whether they want to apply or maybe even hopefully volunteer for Snow Angels? Snow Angels, uh, City of Toledo Snow Angels website or call Engage Toledo at 419-936-2020.